What's up everybody, Chris here from Chris Gates Fitness, back with another episode and I wanna thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is on planning for recovery and how you should structure a deload week into your overall training program. There's video of this episode on YouTube and Facebook. You can listen to this episode on a podcast channel. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can find me on any social media platform. So like I said, YouTube and Facebook. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just search for Chris Gates Fitness and follow along. You'll find me on any of those platforms. Also, before we get started, I am a coach. So if you're interested in taking your fitness and nutrition to the next level, uh, coaching is something that I do and I would love to work with you. Let's get in touch, talk about what you're looking for, what type of program might work for you. Um, And you can check out my website for hundreds of articles on fitness, nutrition, mindset, and more to help you get access to the right information, to good information to improve yourself through health and fitness. So the typical narrative around achieving a health and fitness goal is that you have to be prepared to bust your ass in the gym. Uh, You're going to live in the gym. It's going to take blood, sweat, and tears, uh, suffering. You're going to be throwing up. You got to put all of your effort into these workouts to get to the goal that you want. And yes, the effort that you put in in the gym is extremely important to working yourself toward whatever goal that is that you have. But it's not everything, and to be honest with you, it's just a small piece, really, to the larger puzzle. It's not often that you walk into a gym and see these following uh, motivational sayings, and by not often, I mean never, even though if I own my own gym, this is what I would promote to people. Things like, you gotta hydrate for success. You should sleep seven to nine hours a night every night. You need to prioritize your recovery. You need to set up rest weeks for yourself. So you could see these are tying into the topic of the day, but it's very true. You don't see that promoted very much. It's not what's gonna sell supplements and it's not what's going to draw you into a certain type of fitness program or anything like that, but it's just as, if not more important, like I said. Now, you think about the time spent working out and doing all those things like busting your ass in the gym. Well, you're in the gym at most like one to two hours a day, right? I don't know many people that are in the gym for more than two hours a day. I'm in the gym for between an hour and an hour and a half, depending on the workout. So the other 22 or more hours of the day, you're not in the gym. And this goes towards that whole idea of what you do outside of the gym is really what makes what you do inside the gym count. And these are with things like your nutrition, your diet, how much protein are you eating, what are your calories, are they relating to your goal, stuff like that. Nutrition's part of your recovery, but there are a lot of other aspects too. And I wanna dive into those today in this episode to talk about why recovery is so important and how we can prioritize recovery by scheduling something in our training program called a deload week. So let's start by defining what a deload week is. And essentially a deload week is a scheduled week within your training program that's aimed at reducing the overall training load or the stimulus in an effort to promote rest and recovery. You could also call this a rest a rest week. Some people might call it an off week. I don't really like off because I don't think you should ever be completely off 
unless you're on vacation or something like that. Um, it's not a free for all. It's not a week where you do nothing. It's not a week where you do whatever you want. It's a structured week, but it's a structured week of recovery. So let's talk about what that might look like. Now, if you're weight training, a general recommendation that I give to people, at least as a starting point to see how this works and see how your body responds, is to cut your overall training volume in half. So what that might look like within a weightlifting program is you take the amount of sets that you do per body part per week and you cut those sets in half. And then within those sets, you're still going to be doing the same movements. So you'll be practicing the same motor patterns, but you're going to reduce the amount of weight that you're lifting. And you're also going to reduce the amount of sets or the, excuse me, the amount of reps per set. So an example of that would be on Mondays, if you're doing your first exercise is uh, dumbbell chest press and say you do four sets of eight reps at 75 pounds. Well, what I would recommend is first you cut that four sets down to two sets and then you bring 75 pounds down to 60 or 65 pounds. So you can see we cut the volume in half and we reduce the overall load. Now for set rep ranges that are a little bit higher, um, say you're doing something like lateral raises and you're doing sets of 15. Again, cut the sets in half, bring the reps down, and bring the load down. So it's just finding different ways to continue working the motor patterns that we're practicing and continue to exercise, but do so in a way that reduces the overall workload and stimulus of your workout so that your body can almost actively recover. So you stay familiar with everything that you're doing, but you're reducing the load on your body so that you can get back to baseline. Now you can take a similar approach with aerobic training too. So say you're running 15 miles a week and you're doing that across three runs per week. Well, we got an easy solution here. Cut one of those runs out and cut that overall weekly mileage down to seven and a half. So it was 15, we cut that in half, we took a run away. So we're still running, we're still getting some mileage out there wherever you're running, but we're reducing it for a week so that the stimulus on our body is less than it normally is. Now, why do we need to do this? Well, we can start by talking about muscle fatigue and recovery. And we can look at recovery in a number of ways, and we will do that in this episode. But during your workout, your body goes through a certain stimulus. So we've talked about weightlifting and running, and I think it makes sense to just continue forward with those two examples. With weightlifting, you are lifting weights to put your body through a stimulus that forces it to grow. So you're lifting weights that are probably close to failure. So if we go back to that, those sets of 75 pounds uh, on a dumbbell chest press, uh, if I'm doing that, I'm trying to uh, put my muscles through a workload that gets them near failure, but not all the way to failure, but it's a, it's a significant stress on my body. You're doing that because your body senses that stress and it wants to repair and recover and build itself up stronger to better handle that stress in the future. Now, the same thing would go for running, although we're talking about some different systems there. I don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but the concept is the same. If you go outside and you've been running three miles 
uh, for each one of your runs lately and today you want to do four, well, that's an increased stimulus on your body and your body wants to recover and adapt to better be able to handle those four miles in the future since it's an increase on what you have been doing in the past. This is just the basic way our body responds to any type of exercise. So to recover, we need to give our body adequate rest. We need to give our body adequate nutrition. Often that involves adequate protein. Your body needs certain things to be able to properly recover from the stimulus that you put it through. So when we're, we're recovering our muscles, that's what we're talking about. Now, in terms of mental fatigue and recovery, mental fatigue is a very real thing too. We go through the normal happenings of our day and we experience different things. We're at work, we're with the family, we're with friends. There, there are stresses, there are things that are pulling at us and there are demands that we have that aren't involved specifically to our training. Those cause fatigue and the fatigue of a weightlifting session or any type of workout is going to cause mental fatigue. You're going to have some stresses that happen. And if you're in a consistent program where you're exercising on a regular basis, after you do that for a few weeks on end, it can be pretty draining mentally when, again, that's just one piece to the puzzle of everything else going on in your life. We need to recover mentally as well. So, a deload week can help us with that rest and recovery to also give us a kind of a mental break from training. So let's combine those two things, mental fatigue and recovery, and then muscular fatigue and recovery. A deload week, say we do four weeks of a consistent training program, and on the fifth week, we do a deload week. By that time, physically, we're probably pretty fatigued and our body could use the rest. Well, you continue to fuel yourself, you get adequate sleep, and you're reducing your workload, that's gonna give your body time to repair and recover itself. You're also reducing that workload, you're reducing some of the mental fatigue from that, that is involved with the actual workout, and you can take your, your focus and direct it at other things more intently, you're gonna be able to kind of reduce the amount of things that are dwelling on you and pulling at you and the stresses that are are causing mental fatigue and that's going to help you as well by the end of this deload week you're going to find that your body feels fresher your mind feels fresher and you're actually probably going to find that at the end of a deload week you're ready and raring to go and train again which is that's what we all want right we want to be able to uh get excited about being in the gym because if we're excited about being in the gym then that's going to make us want to train harder and harder so coaching cues we briefly went over this before but let's expand on it a little bit more so we've established that you need time for recovery uh, we have recovery within a single day we have recovery within a single week and then we have recovery within an overall training program these deload weeks are going to fit in to help us manage our recovery across an entire training program so if I were to suggest to you how to do a deload week, well, it's hard for me to give you a personalized recommendation because we're talking via video and I don't really, or podcast, and I don't really know a lot of details about you. So here's a general way you can start. And then from this starting point, you can kind of refine things and figure out how it might best fit into your training program. So I would say, let's break our training program into blocks. And an easy way to do that is to say, each month is its own block. 
Well, let's do one month of training. And at the end of that one month, we'll take a one week deload. And we'll go through the same guidelines and recommendations that I established already. We cut the volume in half and we continue exercising the same motor patterns. But again, it's just in that reduced capacity. So if you lift weights, reduce the amount of sets and reps. If it's aerobic uh, training, reduce the overall workload and keep the frequency the same. Now, inevitably, the question of nutrition comes up within a deload week as well. And what I would recommend is don't change anything about your nutrition because sometimes people think if I'm reducing my workload, shouldn't I also be reducing my calories? Well, no, not necessarily. If you think about it, in a deload week, you want to recover. You want to promote recovery. So if you're removing nutrients during your deload week, it's just going to remove the amount of nutrients that your body has to utilize to actually promote that recovery. So while we're reducing our overall workload from an exercise standpoint, I would recommend that you keep your nutrition the same, continue to fuel your body. Don't worry about what happens to the scale and just go through that week. Keep that consistent while the rest of your variables change. And then once that deload week is over, I kind of mentioned this earlier, I think you're going to feel really ready to go and get back into the gym or get back on the trail doing whatever it is that you like to do, whatever you're doing in your overall fitness plan and go for another month and then do another deload. And if you learn things about how that deload worked for you in the previous deload week and you'd like to tweak things a little bit in the next one, go ahead and tweak it. The one thing I'll ask that you do is by tweaking it, don't remove it. It can be very difficult for some of us to schedule a week where we reduce things because we love to get in the gym and we love to work hard and we love the feeling of just getting in a great workout and how that makes you feel. But I promise you, while it may be tough to scale things back for a week, it's going to benefit you tenfold down the road. I can speak from personal experience and with my clients that when we take a deload week, it's often one that people don't want to take. Because if you think of the different goals people have, it's normally build muscle or burn fat, right? Well, if we're building muscle, you want to be in the gym and you want to be breaking your body down because that's the stimulus to make your body grow. So if you take a week away from that, it can be tough. Now, if your uh, goal is to lose weight, burn fat, you don't want to scale back the intensity in your workouts because that energy expenditure in the workouts is what really kind of drives a lot of the weight loss that you get. So either way you slice it, it can be difficult, but I promise you that if you can schedule that deload week and stick to it, doing that periodically is going to benefit you, like I said, tenfold over time. So I hope this episode was helpful. If you have any questions, as always, please feel free to let me know. Be happy to answer any questions. Uh, If you have any topics you'd like me to address in the future, also please let me know that. I'm always looking to talk about topics or answer questions that are relevant to everybody. And like I said at the beginning, I am a coach. So if you know working on your training and nutrition is something that you're interested in, I would love to talk to you and see if there's a program or coaching service that I offer that might work for you. Follow me on all the social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Just search for Chris Gates Fitness and you'll find me there. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to the podcast, 
Please recommend this to a friend if you know somebody that might be interested in it. Please leave a five-star review and a comment as well. That really helps the podcast grow and reach more people. But thanks again. I appreciate all you guys. I hope this was helpful, and I'll talk to you again soon. See ya.